the Diocese of Churches for the Sake of Others, is pleased to present the C4SO Podcast, a place to celebrate the voices and values of C4SO, a diocese of the Anglican Church in North America, led by Bishop Todd Hunter. You can learn more about us at c4so.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the C4SO Podcast. I am your host, Ben Sternke. We are talking today about some exciting news for clergy women in C4SO. Last year, Bishop Todd appointed the Reverend Kimberly Deckel as the Bishop's Liaison for Women in Leadership. And Kimberly, with uh, Bishop Todd's permission, asked the Reverend Amanda Holm Rosengrand to serve on her team. And Bishop Todd recently said about this new team, Kimberly and Amanda know how to care for the female clergy's soul and work. I'm so excited that they are going to be doing this important work. Kimberly recently moved from Phoenix, Arizona to Austin, Texas to serve as executive pastor at Church of the Cross. And Amanda serves at as um, associate pastor at Church of the Redeemer in the Chicagoland area. And they are our guests today on the podcast to share a bit about their new roles and the supportive spaces they hope to create for C4SO's clergywomen. Kimberly, Amanda, welcome back to the C4SO podcast. Thanks. It's good to be here. Great to be back with you, Ben. Uh, so, Kimberly, maybe start with you. Tell us a little bit about about this new role as the Bishop's Liaison for Women in Leadership. Yeah, so I think the first thing that I usually have said to people about it, I think Amanda and I are both kind of saying this, is like we're figuring it out a little bit as we go, um, mm-hmm. which I think is appropriate um, just given like so many different factors. Um, but a lot of it just really came out of... Um, First of all, I think like our bishop and then a lot of the other folks in our diocese just really caring about women um, and the role of women and like the significance of um, even just the number of female clergy that we have in the diocese. I think we have 54 um, women who are clergy and just really Mm -hmm. wanting to have um, like to care for the women well, to have like a space and to have people who are really like attuned to the specific needs of women. Um, Because I think one of the things that happens is oftentimes a lot of ministry, a lot of clergy care, things like that, unintentionally are geared toward men because for so long it has predominantly been men. Um, And so what does it look like to have just sort of like a special focus on like the needs of women, on making sure that like the voices of the women in our diocese are heard, um, on making sure that we're not like overlooking the specific, um, yeah, like needs again of, of the women. So yeah. It's a little yeah. Bit, yeah. Okay. Um, that is super helpful. So you, when Bishop Todd asked you to do this, you, um, seems like fairly quickly said, you know what? Uh, I would like to have Amanda, uh, on this team. Why did you want Amanda on this team? Yeah. Well, so first of all, I mean, I like, I'm a big believer and just like as often as we can, like sharing leadership, like kind of, you know, co-laboring. Um, and Amanda, I think at one point we were like emailing, Amanda's awesome. She's great. Um, and Amanda had done a lot of like pre-work really last spring, um, as we were just kind of beginning to imagine what it might look like to have like a space like this for women, um, to like empower them and make sure that they are 
are seeing. Um, Amanda did a lot of work in just like talking with women, um, organizing like Zoom call conversations just to kind of like collect data and feedback. And so it just made a ton of sense to me that Amanda um, would be a part of this process. Awesome. Well, Amanda, um, I wonder if you could maybe start uh, with the answer to this next question. What do you see as the main needs of women leaders in C4SO? Um, How do you understand that? Yes, I think actually discerning those needs is some of the first step. One of the words that Mm. comes to mind for me is intentionality. I think our female clergy want to sense that um, we're being thought of, that there's, we have a voice. Um, I think Mm. that's been some of the frustration is there's been times where Something's happening. It's like, wait, nobody thought of this until it's already happening. Uh, yeah. Where are the? Yeah. Where is the intentionality? Yeah. Um, as well as, I think our our women want a sense that our explicit value in C4SO of valuing um, women and men equally in ministry and in leadership, we want a sense that it matches with reality. Mm-hmm. And often, um, often it's the women who have a sense of where that's not happening. So there's a sense yeah. in which that listening work is as much a need as anything else right now. Um, yeah. That's what I'll start with. Yeah. Kimberly, what would you add to that? Yeah. I mean, I think that that, I agree completely. And I think so much of it is like, this is, it is like just the beginning. Like we are spending time right now figuring out like what is actually needed. Because I think even mm-hmm. like Amanda and I don't know for sure all of the things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so how do yeah. we like listen to the voices of other women um, who are coming from like different places and have different views on um, on our needs. And then how do we just like trust the spirit in this work too? Um, mm-hmm. It feels really urgent. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that that's true, but I think also like for me, at least when things feel urgent, sometimes the tendency is to move forward um, too quickly. And so a lot yeah. of this really is, um, yeah, like Amanda said, just this period of, of discernment, but also just being really like available um, mm-hmm, to yeah. women in all kinds of different ways. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's just as simple as like a quick phone call or a check-in or as new women are coming into the diocese, like a touch point. Um, because oftentimes, and I think that, that C4SO does a good job of this, but oftentimes women may not really interact with other women until mm-hmm. they've been like in the diocese for a while, or they may not have their women in the church that they're serving or the city that they're in. And so even just Mm. things as simple as that, it's just a conversation and connection. Yeah. Yeah, Good. It can, Um, can I add one thing? Sorry, Ben. Yeah, please go ahead. Figuring out my C4SO podcast rhythm. Yeah, Uh, it's it's all good. Yeah. (laughs) I I think one of the things that I learned in, in the conversations that we had last summer was the power in coming together and, and there's, there's a, um, magnification of voice in coming together mm-hmm. as women and and talking, oh, I'm experiencing this need. Oh, I am too. And mm-hmm. so there's a sense in which even building that connection, there is a voice that comes out of that that's sort of um, uh, stronger than our yeah. individual voices. And I think right, even the building, right. building those connections helps us get a sense of then what the concrete needs are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I've, I've heard from uh, from the women clergy that I know, that that is a it's a deep that's a deep need because there is this sense of feeling isolated or feeling like am I the only one who feels this or senses this or um, needs this um, and and I I can see that being a, a really helpful thing for, to just sort of recognize oh you have the same kind of experience that I do and and maybe this is something that we should advocate for mm-hmm. uh, in our diocese together yeah that's good. 
Um, as you guys think about 2022, what are you hoping to accomplish? Uh, what are your team's goals and dreams for this year? I'll add a couple things and then Amanda, like feel free to elaborate on it. I mean, I think one of the things even like last summer when we were doing a couple, like some of the zoom calls that Amanda was leading um, was just even like the significance or the power of like being on a zoom screen and, and just seeing all of the women, like it feels mm. it's, it's kind of simple and I think easy mm. maybe to take for granted, but when, when you're not used to that, um, just even like that simply and just sort of sitting with that felt really significant, I think, for a lot of the women. And, you know, in this day and age when we're all like really used to Zoom now, um, obviously it's great to be together in person and we have hopes for that. Um, but I think a couple of the hopes is that because we move um, into spring and summer is to have a couple more times when we are able to gather um, together, like on a screen um just to talk and like share and connect and pray together. Um, but then we're also hoping to find time in 2022 to maybe even be together in person. I know, hmm. you know, we'll have like a clergy retreat here in the spring, which Amanda and I haven't talked about, but I'm like, Ooh, I would love to find a time that the women can connect then, but maybe even, yeah. I don't know, maybe overly ambitious for 2022, but um, you know, maybe early in 2023 to have um, a retreat specifically for the women, um, I hmm. think feels really um, significant and important. And then I just think um, one of the main things I think of with this role is just being available. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of it just feels like, um, like little things, but big things. So being available for like a phone call or a hop on Zoom with someone, if concerns come up, like if there's a situation where we're asking, hey, like why weren't any of the women consulted on this um mm -hmm. being available to to like talk through that with people to help advocate yeah. um yeah. and that kind of stuff like we can't really plan but just like availability feels important mm -hmm. yeah what would you add amanda Good. yeah I, I echo everything you said i i've been thinking a lot about that just being available if there's a woman who wants to just reach out, has a pastoral issue, <laughs> and and needs wants to talk with another female clergy person about it, um, that that's a huge thing. I think the the image that comes to mind for me as I think about 2022 is establishing sort of a center of gravity for this thing that we're doing, mm -hmm. a little bit of a um, a center in terms of community and connections, and that that can give that can build momentum into other things that we'd want to do. So yeah, that, that the zoom connections, the one-on-one um, -on -one connections, that even just getting to know some of the women, I'm this will be my first time getting to go to a C4SO clergy event because I'm newer to the diocese. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to um, getting a sense of who's, who's out there, who are the, mm -hmm. you know, I read the names, who's out yeah. there and how can we be a community together and support yeah. one another um, and be one another's resources and advocates. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, what, uh, what excites you guys about, um, leading in C4SO and, um, the future of women's leadership within C4SO? Do you want to go, Amanda? No, I'm letting you go first. As okay, okay, official liaison. Um, okay. Um, so I think um, it's interesting because I just had a call with a woman yesterday who I'd actually connected with like a couple of years ago and she and her husband were discerning like Anglicanism and C4SO and got to talk with her um, yesterday as they're like coming into the diocese um, mm. and planting the church. Um, and even that is just 
exciting, right? Um, talking with women who are leading and planting churches. Um, but I think I feel um, just as I've been, because I'm newer to C4SO as well. It, I mean, I guess it's been a little while, but pandemic time feels crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think just the possibility like that something like this can exist, you know, feels mm-hmm. exciting. And I love, I like like problem solving and knowing mm-hmm. that, that this work, like we're not going to do it perfectly. Like we, we will make mistakes. Um, we're learning a bit as we go because this is kind of a new thing. Um, but yeah. just that like, it's an op, it's a possibility, right. That there are people mm-hmm. who are excited about this, um, that we have like brothers in the diocese mm-hmm. who are excited about this and like supportive mm-hmm. of it too, that our bishop is on board, um, and is, you know, leading really open and like in a really open handed way that feels really mm-hmm. exciting. And I think like, I personally have experienced, um, so much health in C4SO. So I think a part of like my hope and desire is, is for other women to experience that as well. And I think there's just mm-hmm. been certain like parts, like certain roles I've had within the diocese that have maybe allowed me to experience that and maybe a more like accelerated way. And then, um, and I talk, I'll talk to other women who maybe aren't as connected and, and they're not having negative experiences, but are just like, Oh, you know, don't mm-hmm. quite know what all is like available. Um, yeah. And, and I think my long-term hope for that is just that like what I've seen in my life and my ministry is that it's allowed me um, just to operate in like such a healthier way than mm-hmm. I had been. And it just, um, there's just a sense of like freedom and being able yeah. to like be who we are and being able to answer our call. Um, and for a lot of us, that's not something that we as women in ministry and in leadership experience often. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. How about you, Amanda? Oh, I am uh, thrilled to be part of C4SO and find it, as I um, think I said in the other interview with Andrea, I find it a very exciting place to serve. And in in part, I've spent so much of my time in spaces where the battle is just in creating the space and trying to carve out a space for women, Mm -hmm. just in general. And I'm excited because in C4SO, I feel like there is space. And Mm -hmm. so we can actually do the work of learning to thrive and learning yeah. to lead and the work that I really want to get to instead of just having to fight for the space, um, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And yeah. the other thing that I find exciting is I feel like in C4SO, there's an opportunity for women to show up in our full strength. There are mm. so many other spaces where I, I have to navigate or, you know, I don't know. I feel like I have to hide a bit. And um, I'm still learning how to show up in my strength and have that be okay. And that would be yeah. my encouragement to any of our clergy women who are listening is that that's, that's part of the goal is mm. for us to be able to show up with our full gifts and have yeah. those be celebrated, not experienced as, you know, threat or wrong or whatever, but to mm. show up in our full gifts and our full strength and yeah. have that be for the good of building up the body. Yeah. I, I wonder if you'd mind sharing a bit more um, about what you mean by that. What is what does it look like for you as a woman to feel like I can't show up with my full strength? I don't know if there's an example that comes to mind. Um, and then, um, yeah, what does it look like or or feel like to be able to show up? You know, mm-hmm. kind of as who you are, as who you really are, without needing to kind of. I think you said hide, mm-hmm. or maybe there's a sense of like trying to fit into some mold. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, yeah. I'd be curious to. Hear, hear you say more about that. 
Yeah, I've opened up a big can of worms now. Here we go. I, I thought I'd risk it. <laughs> I'm glad. And, it, and it's, it's something I'm still processing and learning. Okay. I think many women, especially women in the church, women in general, but women in the church, are socialized in a particular way where we have to be nice. Mm-hmm. If we're too direct, it's threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, where if we challenge, especially a man, they get really offended and mm-hmm. it becomes something about us. Mm. Um, so what is it like for me to be able to show up and be direct and be direct about what I think, um, without having to apologize for it? I think that's, that's one thing. So there's the socialization piece. I've also spent, um, the majority of my ordained life in spaces where it wouldn't be okay for me to say, I'm called to be a priest. Mm. Um, and where, you know, women are to serve Women to lead or preach, that's all kind of controversial. Yeah. Um, those are my primary gifts. So yeah. what am I what do I do with that? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's I'm I'm really just now getting to the point where I feel like I can show up and say, I'm a leader, and here's what I have to offer, and here's yeah. how I lead. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But here's the gifts that I have to offer. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what you think about Kimberly about that, Kimberly, if that resonates for you, but I'll turn it over to you, see what you have to add. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, and I think that even just like goes back to um, like for other women hearing that, because I think sometimes it can feel like, am I like, am I alone in this? Am I the only one? Um, and so even just the like the power and sharing some of our stories and experiences. Um, yeah, I mean, I can relate to that so much. Um, just yeah, like oftentimes kind of like shrinking down or back a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Not, you know, even going into certain spaces, like not knowing what people think about like my role or my calling. And I think um, like being in a space like C4SO where it's where it's really clear um, that what the position is on women and that women can lead like equally to men. Um, it takes like, for me at least, a weight off my shoulders. And I think mm-hmm. like Amanda said, like, I would love for the like women who are listening to hear that, you know, not to say that it's going to be just a super, like everything will be perfect and easy, but that like you can be fully who you are, who you are called mm-hmm. to be. And also recognizing yeah. that like with that, but that's, but that's scary too. Um, mm-hmm. When you, you know, for however long may not have been able to be that. And there's, there's like learning that happens in that too. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a it's a gift. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciate what you both shared about the the need for kind of community, uh, like a supportive community around you to be able to lean into those things. Because there's so many ways that we're culturally scripted, right? I mean, and I say this as a man who believes fully in the in the you know the the equality of women in leadership and all of that kind of thing. But man, as, as you try to actually lean into that. There's so many blind spots that I've hit personally in our own ministry here. And I, and this actually speaks to the need to even have a, you know, like why, why have a, um, a bishop's liaison for women in ministry? Well, it's because, um, you know, even though we're 100% for this, we mm-hmm. still hit these glass doors all the time about, oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even realize how male-centric this was or how this was has been shaped by patriarchy and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And so I'm really grateful for the work that you guys are doing. It's very brave work. Um, and uh, I'm thankful um, for, for you and I'm thankful for all the women uh, in our diocese who have the guts to kind of speak up and say, hey, uh, that... 
uh, that that wasn't okay or mm-hmm. that uh, hurt a little bit or can we change this over here? Um, I'm really grateful uh, for that. I'm really grateful for you both. And I'm excited to see what comes of this new uh, initiative in our diocese. So thanks for thanks, being ben. with uh, on the podcast today, guys. Thank you, Ben. Thanks. Um, how can maybe people were listening and they are wondering how do how do I reach out? I'm mm. I'm a women in lead, in a uh, form uh, of leadership here. How do I reach out? How do I find you? Um, how can they reach out? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I was trying to think if like on the website under this on the C4SO website if our um, contact info is listed. Um, yes, so so I think on the website, but also. Um, and you'll like link it, right, Ben? I'll put it in um, the show notes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. there's um, like an, a piece that kind of talks about um, our role and, and everything too. Mm-hmm. And in that, you can click on our names to contact us. And great. yeah, I mean, I think for me, like email is great. I think probably same for Amanda. Yeah. Um, right. We're available. Very yeah. good. Good, good. Well, I'll link uh, both of your email addresses um, and a link back to that article as well if people want to know more. Um, we're going to conclude the podcast episode here by asking two questions that we're asking everybody on the C4SO podcast this year. Mm. All right? So these are always surprise questions. I never let anybody know ahead <laughs> okay. of time. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, what's, here's the first question. What's a book, movie, or TV show that you have appreciated recently? Man, doesn't even it doesn't need to be anything profound, just quick yeah. fire. Like, what's something that you've, you know, book, movie, TV show that you've appreciated? I'll go. I'm ready. Okay, so, ready. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Kimberly. So, um, I have through the pandemic come to really appreciate Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never That's rewatched a, uh, a sitcom or like any TV show, and my husband and uh-huh. I rewatched it. Um, and I think like part of the appreciation is just like like being able to laugh and just like something yeah. that's light in a time that's felt pretty heavy in so many ways. So that's, that's fine. Thanks if you for haven't watched that. it, watch how about you, Amanda? <laughs> well, I'm going to give a general category of book, uh, which okay. is in the the past couple of years, I've been really enjoying fantasy novels written by oh. women of color. They Ooh. are awesome, especially N.K. Jemisin, oh, yeah. Broken Earth trilogy, that's amazing incredible. and mind blowing. Yeah. So yes, I'm all, I'm into the fantasy novel, especially women okay. of color. It's good right. stuff. And you can start with N.K. Jemison. Yeah, um, it's a little heavy this, at the beginning, just to warn you. Yeah. If you want something lighter, check out Legend Born. That's another really great one. Okay. okay. They can like right. read the book if it's heavy, and then watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. There you after. go. Perfect. There you go. One chapter yeah. of the book, yep. then an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Instead of little... good cop, bad cop, it's like happy cop, <laughs> sad cop. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, all right. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, second question is, how can we pray for you? <laughs> oh, well, uh, my parish is going through a difficult time right now. Just you can pray for us and for um, for our people, for God to sustain us through a very difficult time. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Kimberly? Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, Ben, we, my family and I just moved to Austin about three months ago. And so we're just in a period of like adjusting and settling in and, and the life of the church here um, is really great, but there's so much happening. We um, mm. celebrate our sixth anniversary this weekend and we close on the building we've been meeting in and we're in the process mm. of hiring for two positions um, okay. and let, and lunch starts next week. And so I think like just <laughs> prayers, like, of, of, like yeah. there's so much gratitude <laughs> around all of these things, but also feels like a little 
insane. So just for like peace in the midst of all of that. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, thanks for sharing all this with us today, both of you. Um, Very much appreciated. We'll have you back again sometime soon, I hope. Thank you. Good to be with you both. Thanks for listening to this episode of the C4SO podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Email us your thoughts and suggestions at connect at c4so.org.